0: Hey, this is Ed are Live, and I am not, drumroll, I am not living in the United Kingdom. I am not living in Oxford. I am done back with you, but not in Chicagoland. You know, I w- who wouldn't want to be in Chicagoland right now, where it is snowing and kind of sleeting yesterday, and that's where we're, we're headquarters. As those of you listening on all of our partners and affiliates, we broadcast from Chicago. Because Moody uh, Etc. Live is a production of Moody Radio, which is a ministry of Moody Bible Institute. If you haven't been to see Moody Bible Institute, you should. It's beautiful. And uh, the person who most of you hear before me on this program is actually Michael Raudelnik. And he is the uh, dean there at Moody. And he's doing a great job. He's a great guy. Anyway, all that to say, I am back, not living in the UK any longer. And I'm in Orlando. I'm actually preaching at northland church I know we have lots of listeners in the central florida area and uh, don and i don and i uh, met in high school here and dated i'm not going to give you our whole life story but i should i think it's a great little story but um and so i'm back here at northland church if you're in and around the orlando area you don't have a church home come visit us josh laxton's the pastor uh, there now and he is our guest today let me tell you about him Josh Laxton currently serves as the senior pastor at Northland Church in Longwood, Florida. Uh, Prior to coming to Northland, he served as the uh, co-director of the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center and Lausanne North America. And that was all at Wheaton College. And so, obviously, we served together. So I I don't think I've introduced myself. I'm Ed Stetzer, dean and professor at Wheaton College. Um, So he was also an adjunct professor with us there at the Litvin School of Ministry, Mission, and Leadership. He has authored a couple of things. First, the Bible in 52 Weeks for Men. And we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about why is it not for women, and we're going to talk if it also for children. Is it? Is it for what? You know, really? So we'll find out about that, uh, as well as co-authored with me, uh, crisis leadership from a Christian perspective. We wrote that. Oh gosh, in the midst of some of the the highest points of the uh, pandemic. Uh, conversation so we're super excited to be here and we're actually live in your studio you have a studio here at Northland Church we do and Ed it is great to be with you good to be back
1: good to see you in the flesh well you know
0: every day at my office I've been been in the office this past week because I'm not I'm technically on sabbatical so I'm not supposed to go in the office but you know we're doing stuff we got stuff to do we got a we just uh, got to launch a exciting center for preaching and all. anyway so I was in there and I walked by your office which is sad and lonely and the way you kind of expanded into two offices when you were there, you had the one office, and then suddenly Josh is in two offices.
1: That's uh, just how I do. It is. It is. Yeah. He's
0: kind of expansive in his uh, projection of his books, at least, for sure. So we are here. And how long have you been the pastor here? And let me rephrase let me that. How long ago did you leave the important work you were doing at the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center to come to this church in Florida? March of this year, so March 2022,
1: mm-hmm. and so that's when I started.
0: So you are just... coming into the winter, and it is. you think this is cold today. It's, it's in the 60s, so it must be very cold for you.
1: Okay. It was not very cold for me. This is amazing. Yeah. I absolutely love this weather. This is the time you want to be in Orlando. This is the time. Was it hot in the summer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. You just walk outside. You sweat. Yeah. But now, I mean, every day we always check what the temperature is in Wheaton. Do you really? And we just you just are, laugh. Yeah. We yeah. just praise Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. For calling us they out. Call
0: us so we uh, we actually uh, when we left, it was snowing on the ground and the, and the the back our back steps were frozen. we were talking about should we get salt or not? It, it didn't need it right away. But that's. Uh, You know, I went to high school here, so I know Orlando, Florida. I love Orlando, Florida, but I live in Chicagoland where it's cold. People are like, what are you going to talk about today? Why are you having all this? We sound like, you know, two podcast hosts who are just catching up. It's not like a radio show on 100 plus stations and outlets. But anyway. All right. So um, we are doing a thing at the end of the year here. And those of you who have been listening along uh, you are aware of that. Now, this week, we're talking to Josh. I'm explaining explain why in just a minute. Next week, we have Tim Larson. Now, that next week is Saturday, December 24th, where our show's uh, Saturday show. And so Tim is uh, – I saw him yesterday at the Wheaton College Christmas Banquet. Uh, and he was dressed fabulously in Christmas attire, but I said, he, he literally wrote the book on Christmas. There's the, uh, the Oxford dictionary of Christmas. He wrote that he wrote or something like that. We're going to talk about next week. Oxford handbook of Christmas. So he wrote that. So he's the So next week is Christmas. So that's a little off our theme, but. You're on our theme and then on the 31st, Trillian Newbell, who you know, is going to be here. And we're talking about, we're kind of projecting into the future because here's the deal. We know that a lot of you who are um, listening, you're focused on Christmas, right? So Donna and I, Donna's with me here in Florida. We saw her parents this morning and gifts were exchanged. Everyone's buying stuff that uh, nobody really, but let's not talk about that because the people will get mad at me. But I am not a bah humbug, but regifting is an opportunity to recycle the Lord's blessings. So that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, not related to my in laws this morning, but I just in general. Okay, so everyone's thinking about that. So, and I want you to think about that. You know, I want you to enjoy Jesus is the reason for the season and all. But in the new year, and this is probably not the time on December 17th, we're broadcasting. Some of you listen to the podcast later. This is probably not the time for you to start. A bunch of new, like, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym every day and eat right over a Christmas holiday. Yeah, that is not December 17th. That is not December 17th planning. December 10th planning is more, you're taking a deep breath. Maybe you're probably, but most people are working next week. I'm working next week. Uh, But then Christmas comes. Anyway, but here's the thing you're already thinking, I hope, in the new year, are there some things I want to do differently? After you've recovered from Christmas dinner, do you have a tradition for Christmas dinner?
1: Yes, well, Christmas Eve. What do we you always do? go out to a restaurant? You go out to a restaurant. Eat, yeah, steak, steakhouse. Steakhouse is open on Christmas Eve. Absolutely. Well, okay. Yeah,
0: multiple. You know what's what's amazing on Christmas Day? We have a tradition to go out to eat on Christmas Day. Really? To a Chinese restaurant on Christmas
1: Day. On Christmas Not, Day. Christmas, not Day. Christmas Eve. No, nope,
0: because Chinese Chinese restaurants are disproportionately open on Christmas Day, so we go out. But we go home and we open. Uh, we I mean, Christmas
1: Eve we open one present. Everyone gets to open one present. Do you the, do that? Well, yeah, the PJs. And your PJ? Yeah, you well, we, well, we open up our PJ present, like so, all oh. of the family gets new pajamas. Oh, you really? And, yeah. How interesting. Do you take like one of those videos, Christmas PJs
0: or stuff like that? Don't do no, that. we we try not to do. that. Okay, good. Don't do that. Um. So so we do the open the gifts and then we go out on Christmas Day. Okay, so people have lots of different traditions, and you're gonna get through those but already you're thinking, what about the new year? So our kind of our end of year extravaganza here on Ed Sester Live is talking about some spiritual habits that you might wanna begin. So Trulia Newbell has a new book we're gonna talk about in two weeks on reading the Bible, I think 52 weeks of reading the Bible. So it's obviously right before there. And in your case, we're talking about your uh, relatively new book. Um, it's called um, The Bible in 52 Weeks for Men, a year long Bible study. Now. All of these things, you know, the, the people who write these things, they, they they tell you or edit and publish these things, they tell you do not put it like starting January 1 because then only people can buy it on the, then. But this is a 52-week study that you can start any time of the year. But um, this is I, I'm going to sound you know I don't, I'm being nice to you like this is a great Christmas present for for, for me for, you being nice no no not, to that be part. not that part I'm nice to you all the time which is why you moved to Florida um, so but it's a great Christmas present for men that you might know who you want to see him start in the new year and again if you're listening and you're a man too we're gonna to talk about why and so, so again if you're a woman don't please don't turn this off this is for you as well, we're going to talk about some general principles about engaging the Bible and more. But the book is The Bible in 52 Weeks for Men, a year long Bible study. So give us first the backstory of the book.
1: It's a fascinating backstory because it was an email that came through my personal email address about a year and a half ago. And I thought it was, I actually thought it was junk email. And so I was getting ready to trash it but there's this there's this publishing company Rockridge Press out there that they actually do some search engine optimizations to see what people are searching for and then they go out and find an author to write whatever the topic or theme or book they want to they want to produce and so they had found my website and loved what I had written and articles that I had written in the past and they pitched this idea would you be willing to write a devotional guide the Bible in 52 weeks for men and they wanted to specifically target men so so it wasn't my choosing to just target men and so they wanted it to be written in a way that would communicate and engage men from early teenage to as old as men would get. And so that that's really the backstory. And I would say that when I had talked to you, because I remember um, talking to you a couple of years ago when I started working for you, and wanted to kind of get into the publishing world. Oh, sure. and, and you said, man, this is really hard. It is but, hard to get publishing. It, it. You don't usually get an email from someone saying, hey, would you write a book? No, and so the fact that that happened, I just see that that was a God, God story of how I got into the publishing world. Yeah, very providential and and a neat uh, beginning
0: to the story. So, and also too, some statistics might be helpful. Now, I'm not gonna like give the exact percents, but um, men do engage the Bible, spiritual practices, and church at a lower level in general than women. Almost every church in America has a higher percentage of women than they have as men. and uh, And yet, what a gift it is to see, when men, I, I, there are people actually listening right now saying, I would love to see my friend or my husband or whoever else it may be, uh, being more engaged in the scriptures. And so so I'm excited about this conversation because I want to ask you how we might encourage without, you know, p- being ways that might be, I don't know, pushy or whatever. Because if I got a, some man, man I'm encouraging, I am gonna say, hey, let's begin this. What might it look like? So we're going to have your conversation with you and your calls. Our phone number here is 877-548-3675. You can call us. Maybe you got a question about how to encourage uh, someone else to begin this or how you might begin a process like this as well. 877-548-3675 here at Ed Stetzer Live. Give us a call. Politics brings more division than ever, and social media is moving many to be less social and more critical. Those with Christian views are also often being dismissed. But well, what if the rise of secularism, though, is good news for the church? Throughout history, these times of decline traditionally precede powerful spiritual renewal, even revival. You need to read Mark Sayers' book, Reappearing Church, The Hopeful Renewal in the Rise of Our Post-Christian Culture. Get a copy of Reappearing Church today at MoodyPublishers.com. Hey, we're back at Stetzer Live, and we're here broadcasting from the studio at Northland Church, where if you're around this weekend, come join us for... Saturday night or Sunday morning services. I'm here with Josh Laxton, pastor here, former team member at uh, Wheaton College Billy Graham Center, and we're talking about his his new book. And he just told a little bit of the story where they asked uh, the publisher reached out, asked him to write a book of devotionals, uh, devotional kind of resource for men. As we're looking at the end of the year, I'm asking you to think in terms of January. Now, if the, you know, if the Lord speaking to your heart to start tomorrow at something great. But for a lot of people, January will be a beginning for us. And so we kind of walk through in uh, the the book's called The Bible in 52 Weeks for Men. We actually have a few copies we're going to give away, not just like, oh, I want a copy of the book, but with brilliant, insightful questions. We will share a few copies um, of the book. So, okay. so the obvious question is. Like is the Bible different for men than it is for women? I mean, again, I know the publisher asked you to write yeah. a, dem- and, and and let me to be crystal clear: there are women's devotionals far, far more than there are men's devotionals. But what's
1: different when you write the Bible 52 weeks for men? Well, you just have men in mind when you think okay. about application and about where what you're kind of drawing from the truth of scripture in various settings in the Christian life. And you're obviously applying it for men. Like for instance, when, when I read some research between men and women in the church, I mean there is a gender gap, yeah. right? In um, I read a recent study where sixty-one percent of women versus thirty-nine percent of of men attend church. 61, 39. 61, 39. And that is across the whole, interesting, and across yeah. the whole. And one of, and there's a lot of theories as to why men don't attend church mm-hmm. or they're not engaged in that in that realm. But it says men are looking to be challenged with a bold message of adventure, danger, and aggressiveness, and they kind of see the church's teaching. Teaching, emphasizing humility, holiness, and introspection. I'm kind of for humility and holiness, for the record. I, we, but okay, we, well, we all okay. are. Okay. we okay. all are. okay. But but they, you know, again, what people are saying again, this is just one theory. Yeah, yeah. is that they want more of an adventure. Okay. They, they want the danger. They okay. want you know, and so what? What I would say that I've tried to do is take the story of Scripture of what God's doing from Genesis to Revelation, because also my Ph.D. is in mission, just as yours mm-hmm. is. And so I see that God is on mission to redeem a people from all peoples to reflect his glory in all spheres of life. And so but I want I want men to be able to see themselves within that story. So their micro story embedded into the macro story of God and that it really is one of adventure and journey. But I along the way you have holiness, you have introspection. So, so it really is trying to marry the two, mm-hmm. but see, you know, but to help men see that they are part of a larger story.
0: Yeah. Cause it appears that if it's, you know, 61, 30, was it 39? Yeah. Uh, I should be able to do the math on that. hundred minus 61 is 39. Yes. I'm a professional researcher. Um, so, okay. So we, we do see that there's an area of challenge and, and maybe you've got, maybe you want to weigh in on that. Maybe you want to ask more questions about that. I want to invite you to call us. Uh, our phone number is 877-548-3675. Again, 877-548-3675. Um, so, so then, um, you know, for spiritual disciplines and, and I've actually done some research on that and we did something called the transformational discipleship assessment. And we found that on spiritual disciplines, men were less engaged, uh, as well, less involved in reading the Bible regularly. Um, you know, it's interesting at a church, even though I think of I mean, most churches would say we have women's ministry and you might not be as likely, though many have both, to have a vibrant men's ministry. So as a pastor, how, how do you not not just to read the Bible? I want to get to that. Uh, but as a pastor, how do you try to encourage? Um, I'll, I'll ask it two ways. Let me remind people too that eight, seven, seven, five, four, eight, three, six, three, six, seven, five is our number. How do you encourage men to be engaged and involved? And how do you encourage people who care about men, might be a wife, might be a friend, um, to engage them? So first one, how do you try to encourage, engage men at Northland? I know you're relatively new here, but you've passed them before. How do you try to engage men in, in
1: other differences? Yeah, I, I mean, the way I look at it is engaging them through modeling and teaching. Okay. So I talk through what I do as a, as just a man. Mm -hmm. And so, and how I have a devotional time and why it's so important to me. And so I try to be a model for that and encourage them that they can do it. There's actually one of our governing elders here at Northland, Vince Taylor. He has, uh, actually a ministry called Real Men Read. Mm -hmm. And every single morning at 7 a.m., He has a a, basically a number that you call in, and it's four men. You call in, and it's literally five minutes of just scripture reading. That's it. Interesting. And so, all these men, and so, so that's a way that we are trying to engage men to read as well. And, um, so for that is, Like I said, modeling, teaching, inviting men into it. But one of the cool things that we're actually even doing at Northland and and, uh, just to kind of even a plug for the family and leading families Mm -hmm. is for Christmas Day, we're not having corporate worship gatherings here because we're doing December 23rd, 24th four gatherings Mm -hmm. over the course of two days. But what we are doing on December 25th is my worship pastor, executive pastor and me, we are modeling for our families how they can lead in family worship. Mm -hmm. And so it's based upon Donald Whitney's book, Family Worship, where you can sing, read, and pray. And so it's about a seven-minute clip where we have our worship pastor. He's just leading in a time of singing for his family at his home, around their piano. You'll see the Laxton families and, and somewhat of our PJs. Oh, not the PJs. Not the PJs. Okay. Well, we, they're not matching, I promise. Okay, okay good. But, but we're reading, saying one 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 two comments, and then we have our, our executive pastor. He's leading in a time of prayer and communion for his family. I use that as an example. That's what we're really trying to do with men. Is we're encouraging them, modeling with them, and then inviting them into spaces where where we're doing it with them. Fascinating. By the way, Karen Hendren, our producer, uh, she, and
0: we're thankful for her and Courtney Young, who's an engineer, but Karen sent me a note that they do the PJs thing, too. So do it they? appears that it is a, a, a common tradition. I remember the Holderness family did a video that went viral, the Christmas PJs, and I was a little... I was. I thought to myself, I will never do that. You'll never. Uh, so yours are not matching, just for the record. Not, no, no, okay, they're not matching. Okay, good, good, because I mean, I, I guess not sinful, but close, <laughs> but close. Uh, okay, so we're again, we're talking to Josh Laxton. We're talking about encouraging men and uh, and we, okay. So now the second part of the question was, how would you encourage people who care about men and want to encourage them to be? Uh, more engaged in spiritual disciplines, or, or maybe even more engaged in church in the new year, because you know, Christmas is coming, maybe invite a friend or, or, or a husband or whatever it may be. How would you, uh, and, and don't, just, don't just make it the husband and wife, though I think that's yeah. certainly part of it, how should people who care about this guy, this man, engage him if he's, uh, professes Christ, but really not walking with the
1: Lord to take that next step spiritually, what would you encourage? I think it's contextual. But it's based upon the individual where they might be. Are they even open uh, to an invitation to church? I think that is always a good place to start. But obviously, even this book is written for those all over the the discipleship spectrum, from those who are not a believer to those who are a mature believer. The way the way it's designed, so this would be a great gift to even give someone who may not even be a believer, but might be interested in spiritual things. Because again, it, it is speaking from the story of scripture, uh, because I do think men are trying to figure out where their life fits into the grand scheme of, of life, of the world, of what they do. Like, for instance, vocation. Men, I would say men love work, or they want to love work. They want to see what is the value and why do i why do i even work and and there's a couple even devotionals in here that speak to that so again i'm, I'm trying to take everything that a man is wrestling with or questions that they might have and show how those fit into the larger story of god so that's where i'm saying this this would be even a great start of just saying hey i encourage you to read this it might be a really good help for you as you navigate what the bible says and how it applies to your life you know as a pastor
0: uh for years um i'm not i'm not doing an interim anywhere right now but for years i would be asked that question is how do i often my wives or sometimes my kids how do i encourage my husband my father to be um, you know, more engaged in spiritual life, even the spiritual leadership in the home and more. And uh, and it's it's always, a, I think it's so key because it's contextual. I came to Christ in a home where my mother was very engaged and involved in things of faith and father was not and was not open to that either. So I think that's kind of tricky is that, you know, there's there's times and spaces to do that and it's going to be different on a different situation and, and, you know, all men are not, men you know men are different you know men yeah. some some men are you know want to go outside and like i you know go watch sports you'll go watch sports yeah. for me i don't want to watch sports you don't want to I watch, don't sports. watch sports again i wonder about you our calls eight
1: seven seven five four eight three six seven five. go ahead well yeah and what i wouldn't even say what we're doing at northland in terms of engaging men where they are we have created a life group model that will be unveiled early next year where we might have a missional community of a golf group that meets and we're training the person who's leading that golf group to engage men in spiritual conversations because there are men that would rather go to the golf, you know, to have a golf outing than they would go to a Bible study. Golf. So and golf is golf is chas- but, there's, but there's but there's other, yeah, but, but there's other yeah but there's other things stick. like uh you know I, I we we have maybe some controversial groups yeah. that would meet, like when I'm golf, saying controversial, golf is controversial. I'm I mean. controversial. I'm, dro- I'm dropping like out of a your cigar church club. If go to there, golf. There's a group of guys yeah. that they gather yeah. around and they smoke cigars yeah. and they really do engage in spiritual conversation. So, but the, but again, uh, the whole point is to create these missional communities to figure you out. You could do golf while you cigar. Well, you could. You, Not you, that I'm saying either well, of those so, things are good, because I don't know any. I mean, you, golf. It seems like, and you love to golf. Oh, I love to golf. I yeah. played in college. Uh, oh, and now I can golf all year round. That is Jesus's grace you're a pastor, in my pastor. Because you don't have
0: a real job, is
1: that what you're saying? Because you golf all year round? No, all year oh, round. I about say all week Okay, I didn't yeah, say yeah, all you week know, That's fair. Yeah, That's yeah. Fair. I didn't okay, say, okay. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. It is interesting though, because I do think that um, you know, in and around, like I'm involved in this. He gets us campaign. We we're talking about more, and a lot of the ads for the He Gets Us campaign, a lot of our audience we've seen, are geared towards sports events. So we have this uh, meeting every week to kind of go over it people like did you see it at nascar and i was like no you see it at the football game no but i saw it during 60 minutes it was on and i was on during 60 minutes so a lot of it is is but but it it, certainly that's a place where if you want to engage men and this is what we're talking about with the he gets us campaign if you want to engage men you're going to be engaging a far
1: higher percentage of men in sports activities than than not yeah and if we if we believe that men are a vital component to the health of a family or the health of a society sure. or even health of the church, then we need to figure out ways to contextualize engagement to them okay. and to invite them into the story of God. Love that. Love that. Let's kick some calls. Uh, Mike in Chicago, you are live on the air with your question, your comment, Mike. Go ahead.
2: Hi. At the beginning of the program, um, the subject was kind of that uh, it's harder for men to, uh, go, you know, believe in God and and uh, you know, go to church uh, compared to women, and I just had a couple thoughts, and I just wanted to hear uh, some feedback on it. My yeah. immediate thought was that uh, the reason uh, one of the reasons might possibly be that men it's harder for men to surrender. Um, we're brought up you know uh, I, I'm seventy two so we're brought up you know with all the cowboy movies and all the stuff mm. uh, you know in more movies you never surrender. Um, and maybe our bottom, in my personal case, my bottom uh, had to be lower than uh, just reaching out to the Lord. I was a member of uh, Evangelical Church for a long time, and then I started reading some secular books, and my, my belief went totally opposite, that this
3: mm-hmm. was not
2: true, the Bible's not true. Uh, during mm-hmm. COVID, I got tired of listening to regular uh, TV and radio, so I started listening to Moody just because it was relaxing for me, and it brought me back to the Lord, and the oh, Holy Spirit came into my heart and mind uh, uh, and has it left, even during uh, some doubtful times. Um, and I think it's easier for men to, uh, poss- possibly, to, to leave the church than it is for women, and that, that's a personal uh, situation with me. Uh, my wife, uh, when we first, in, in 1986, or 88 when we first uh, started looking for a church when we had our first child uh you know she's been with the Lord ever since and and I left yeah I don't know if it all makes yeah. sense but I, I'm listening no, it does. for it does to time.
0: me because yeah because you're kind of like describing what happened and Mike what a super call by the way just note Mike. that's Right to it. He's got these articulating clear stuff on the... This is great. Mike, you're a great caller. I want to give you a copy of Josh's book, The Bible in 52 Weeks for Men. So I want to give you a copy of that as well. And we're going to have Josh weigh in in just a minute. So again, you can join us on the phone calls at 877-548-3675. We're going to kind of reflect a little bit on Mike's comments and take other calls as well. Again, 877 877- 548 3675. We're going to go take Mike's comments and back to Rory and then others as well. We'll talk to you in just a moment. Stay with us. Hey, we're back. Ed Stetzer live uh, halfway through the show. Still time for your calls. 877 548 3675. Had a great call from Mike, who talked about kind of his own spiritual journey. Um, I just love how, you know, also too, just I love how the Lord used Moody Radio to help, uh, help reshape some of his spiritual direction and more. But he did kind of talk about some of the, you know, it, it, and I guess, you know, we can generalize. We don't want to generalize because everyone's different. But his journey does reflect
1: a lot of men's journey. Give us some thoughts on your comments, calls for Mike. Well, I think what Mike said, he was 72. And yeah. so it just immediately brought me back to the the days that I would watch John Wayne with my granddad and so that that culture of baby boomers and maybe even Gen Xers grew up with this idea of of the duke and how strong these these heroes were where you didn't show weakness you didn't show emotion because emo- showing emotions were were weak or considered weak and so but when when the lord started to work in his life he started to come around to this idea of humility and surrender and submission and what just some of the thoughts that I I I have around this and how the church can help is to really communicate to men it's okay not to be okay because i think we hold a lot in as men because we don't want to kind of show our vulnerability and so as as modeling the church has not modeled well the need for a savior and king and so therefore we're I, i think we're being challenged even today in the 21st century to model a new kind of hero model uh, around that, the, the fact that it's okay for us to surrender, but also by surrender we're surrendering. We are grafted into again this story of adventure, this this journey where we are being called to a to a higher level of accountability, but also to a to a incredible life of wonder and adventure. Love that, love that. Amen. Amen to all those things. So good, good. We're having a
0: conversation with Josh Laxton. He's author of a new book, The Bible in 52 Weeks for Men, a year-long Bible study. I'm encouraging folks, at the end of the year, uh, again, next week, obviously, they're going to be a Christmas show. But December 18th and, De- and December 31st, we're talking both with uh, Josh Laxton. And again, specifically, he has this Bible, the publisher has to write on 52 Weeks for Men, Trillian Newbell. Uh, going to be with us the end of the year, last Saturday of the year, talking about how to engage in uh, really ongoing habits of Bible study and more. We've got to take some calls. We're going to go to Deborah in Cleveland because Cleveland rocks. Deborah, you're live on the air. What's your question or your comment?
4: Um, my question, can you hear me?
0: I can. Go right ahead. Hear me? I can. Go right ahead, Deborah. Oh,
4: yes. Yeah. I was calling because we happen to have a very active men's ministry, and we also have a very active youth ministry, and the majority of our uh, youth happen to be young men. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the ways that I think we can start engaging men, because I do believe that they are the salt. We don't need a lot of them, but they're essential. And culture doesn't necessarily support that. But um, we can identify the fact that strong men are in the Bible. I think sometimes if we go in our evangelistic churches, a lot of times we emphasize Jesus' message and humility. But we're going through the story of Joshua right now. And Joshua is a man's man. Um, He takes on battles. He still worships God. You see him constantly. Uh, submitting to God, um, making sure that His people understand that everything that comes to them belongs to God, and he he doesn't he doesn't appear as a wimpy kind of guy. He's easy to follow, and I think sometimes the images that we share don't necessarily show that in Christianity and following God there is strength. Um, and our guys, our young guys, they outnumber our girls. And we just had youth group meeting last night for Christmas, and it was predominantly boys. Hmm.
0: I love it. I love it. I love what you're doing, Deborah, and what a a great call. Why don't you stay on the line, and we're going to give you a copy of the Bible in 52 Weeks for Men, a year-long Bible study. So Deborah's actually saying, you know, let's not fail to acknowledge that the Bible is filled with um, people like Joshua and others uh, that
1: are calling us to a higher level of engagement, to heroic action and more. Yes, interesting, Deborah. I was thinking about this whole thing as well that when you look at the characters within the Bible and they're, they're real characters. So I, I don't want to use the word character and act as if they're fictional. They're 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 real people, real men. But yeah, you look at Moses. I mean, he was a man's man. I mean, if you think about how he handled the the Egyptian that he killed. Um you, you know, even though he took it upon himself to do it and he didn't trust the Lord, but This is a man's man. And then to be able to lead uh, that many Israelites through the wilderness and do what he did. Um, Also, when you even look at Moses, when he did flee Egypt, uh, what is he doing when he engages his soon-to-be father-in-law's daughters there? He runs all the shepherds off. I mean, this is a man's man. Like you said, Joshua, uh, he he was not wimpy. Then you look at David. I mean, even though he was a ruddy little kid, he Took on Goliath. I mean, so uh, he he, he's not wimpy, and then he had his mighty men, and he was considered a warrior. And then you look at even in the New Testament, Paul. I think about the 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 part of uh, I think it's Acts. I'm I'm trying to remember which chapter, but he was stoned and left for dead. And he gets up and walks back into the city. I mean, this is a man who can take a beating, get back up and walk back into the city and go back to gospel ministry. So, Deborah, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think that if we can communicate to the young men in our in our, in our our churches and even the old men in our churches that, hey, listen, God is calling us to be strong. And I love the word meek is strength under control, that we should be meek men. That love Jesus and love others. You know, I was I was walking in. I was actually
0: walking in a downtown, in uh, Cardiff. It's in Wales, and and I just looked around and I thought, you know, this could be downtown Los Angeles. It could be downtown Cleveland, um, as Deborah called from. And Deborah, by the way, stay on the line so we can give you a copy of that book. Um, and I just got to thinking. I was I was listening to a podcast, and it was talking about the crisis of young men, and there really is, as you know, because. You know, as a, someone who I teach a week in college, uh, my daughter's friends. I mean, I, I, there's a crisis of young men. They're uncertain about manhood. They've heard the only, the only time they maybe hear about masculinity is around toxic masculinity. Um, and there's not a call to self-sacrifice. There's not a call to something something more and that's one of the things I like about, again, Josh's book is the Bible in 52 Weeks for a Man. I think it's a helpful look at, uh, at, at how, a different way and uh, pointing to a scriptural way. Let's go to let's go to Rory in Fort Myers. Rory, I, I hope I said your name correctly, but if not, please correct me and go ahead with your question or your comment.
3: No, you pronounced it correctly. The The issue that I have is I have a brother-in-law who, as a retired educator, um, grew up with a family of witnesses and my sister was a witness and then she walked away because she wasn't um she she didn't agree with a lot of things that they were trying to teach and so she was discommunicated and then she and she raised her family as as christians thank god but her husband is he's not an atheist but he doesn't he, he doesn't believe he doesn't think he believes in God or Jesus. He's never turned his life over and through the years we have tried to explain different different ways or reasons why he said a lot of Christians have just in the way they acted just turned him off. Um, he's 80 years old and I really have been over the years trying to try trying to, um, change his his thinking that um, somebody that says they're a Christian does not mean that they are a Christ follower, but yeah. he doesn't want yeah. to hear it anymore. And yeah. I think that this, this Bible study would be a wonderful way um, for him because it would be geared towards men, and as an educator, you know, he's always wanting to learn, um, but I don't know how yeah. to approach him at point, and I'm, you know, so I encourage when I finally heard there's a men's study group, 52 years, but I don't know how to. I would approach him. Well,
0: let's talk about part. that. I think that's a no, it's a good question. So first of all, here's one way we're going to make it easier for you. We're going to give you a copy of the Bible in 52 Weeks for Men. And you can say, and I'll have Joshua in this, you can say, hey, I called this radio station and they gave me a copy of this book for you. You can tell them that Ed Stetzer Live said this This is a book for your friend and a matter of fact if you if you tell the producer uh the name of the person we'll actually have josh sign it and then you can say it's literally signed there but but he's still got a. and this is this is i mean rory's question is great but this is a question that a lot of people have is how do i initiate a conversation uh with somebody uh with a man to encourage him to uh you know consider the claims of Christ or to walk more deeply with the Lord or whatever else it may be and that's what I want to come back and talk about and this is a lot of people are in the same place Josh and and you getting some guidance for you to be super helpful and again we got one more segment as well maybe time for a couple calls 877 great call so far by the way 8775483675 again that's 877548 3675. We're going to be back in just a moment. You don't want to miss this next part. It's good, good, solid answers and important topics. We'll continue our conversation in a moment. And we're back. We're back with Josh Laxton. He's a pastor of Northland Church where we're broadcasting live. Thanks to their tech team for making that possible. Broadcasting live from their little studio they have here at the church. We're talking about his book, The Bible in 52 Weeks for Men. I told you at the end of the year, we're sort of doing this focus, encouraging you to begin a habit of spiritual discipline of reading the Bible in the new year. You'll hear from Trillian Newbell uh, on the 31st of December. We're actually just, full disclosure, this is live, and we're taking your phone calls, but we're pre-recording the Trillion New Bell show right after, because on New Year's Eve, um, our amazing team that we're very thankful for is going to be taking some time off for the holidays. So for me, it's all Bible, Bible spiritual disciplines today. So it's a good conversation to have. So, okay. So just before the break, we had Rory ask a question. So he's got this friend and I think that's a, a lot, a lot got this friend, right? So it's, and I think it's challenging. You know, I think for me as a pastor, you know, I'm, I mean I'm a professor, but mainly the way people would interact with me in a church is as their pastor or their interim pastor or their teaching pastor. There's sort of an expectation that I would say to them, Hey, listen, one of the ways you're gonna grow is to get involved like this. But a lot of people don't have that. They're not in that they're a friend, they're a spouse, they're a child, they're a parent. So what would it look like to say hey, I want to encourage you, you know, maybe you aren't yet, but here's, and again, I'm going to talk about your book. So don't talk about the book part because I'm encouraging people to get it for for, uh, for the big, they get it now, it'll be here. they start in January. But how do I say to you, hey, you should start reading the Bible? So it's kind of weird. So how do you start that conversation? That
1: you should start reading
0: the Bible? Well, that to, yeah. to a man that yeah. might, you be encouraged, and it might just be not just the Bible, but
1: having some more spiritual disciplines yeah. on their journey. Well, and I think what Rory is talking about, is just as you pointed out, there are a lot of people out there hey i have a husband i have a dad i have a friend right Um, and i really want him to engage in spiritual things i want him to read the bible or i want him to be open to church and and i always go back to the contextualization of engaging people where they are and so this is where conversations uh really do play a huge role in understanding where a man might be or even a young man might be and so, finding out what their deepest longings are, because men do have longings. There. Yeah, but okay, okay, okay but, I'm but, with you, I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. but how do you go? What are your deepest longings? That's a little. Well, I mean, that's where. But okay, but, but so passion. What What, what are you passionate okay, about? Okay, okay. Right, okay. So so find so, those so, connections. So that's okay. what I'm saying. Like so, yeah. longings, passions. I think I, think I freaked everybody out on the radio. Yeah, they that, right. that we know like really good friends. And yeah, so we, we talk like this. <laughs> we do, so, okay. we do. But yeah. no, I, I get it because I'm because yeah. I'm going to go somewhere with yeah, that. Yeah, okay. So because as you have these conversations and you figure out these things, that's one of the things that i tried to keep in mind as i wrote the book like so for instance a devotional that i have here is a full god in an empty world how many em- how many men out there feel empty yeah Okay, and so so you have this devotional where they're going to read portions of Scripture that week, and then there's going to be a 500, uh, sh- because again, men aren't readers, so that's the reason why these commentary sections each week are short. They're 500 words or less, but I'm going to, I'm going to unpack a full God in an empty world. Another one, wrecked plans. How many men out there have had a wrecked plan? M- maybe they've had a wrecked plan even in the holiday season because they got laid off. I literally was having a conversation with my wife about a good Friend of ours, right now, her husband just got laid off, oh. and they don't know. So your plans got wrecked. Well, yeah. guess who else's plans got wrecked? Mm-hmm. Joseph. He and he and Mary. Man, they were engaged. They were looking forward to their yeah. life have, happily ever after. But but God had different plans for them. And so so all of these are written for particular moments that a man might face that will help explain how how jesus can meet them where they're at whether they're at their point of need yeah whether yeah. it's their longing or their passion yeah. or even questions that they might have well and i think i think that's part i think if men
0: um and again we're, we're using generically men are more this or more that and you know like you said men aren't readers but you and i are very much readers and we're men right so <laughs> so um but but i get it and i i do know that uh, that the men i've pastored as a whole will be less likely to
1: to engage that. So but to find it meeting a point of need, that makes sense. So you could even use so so although you might have men in the title in this book if you Women, this might be a good book for you to get to even be your able you your to chance. engage. You wrote, wrote well, it. No, no, title. no, no, no. But but it helps it helps people understand men, what they're thinking. Oh, like, I see. What that's you're what saying. I'm saying. I like, see what you're saying. Uh, you okay. know, I'll uh, let that one go. It by. reminds me of that movie uh, years ago that Mel Gibson, What Women Want. He yeah. got inside the women's head. You, you know, <laughs> you remember? Like he could hear what women I'm are a, thinking. I'm a Christian, so I don't. Oh, you don't. You don't. Go like, to movies. <laughs> I don't. Remember. I actually don't remember. This if is my last time going to be on Moody Radio because it's like I watched a movie, What Women Want, years ago.
0: Okay, so 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 helpful. Okay, let's go to get get a few calls in. Yeah. We got some good calls. So, uh, Egla, Egla, you're live on the air with your question. Your comment. Go ahead.
4: Oh, good morning. Thank you. I have a brother who's fairly uh, new. Uh, got baptized. Uh, new believer. Was baptized about three years ago. I'm always encouraging him to um, to read the Bible, to, so that he can get the help he needs in solving whatever problems he has. But he, he's a truck driver, and he always says that he has no time. And I think this would help him um, maybe uh, engage in reading the Bible daily.
0: Okay, good. So how how would you yeah. uh, encourage – Egla's got a great question. Great, And hold on the line too, Egla. We're going to give you a copy uh, of the book, The Bible in 52 Weeks for Men. So um, she wants to say, how do I start – and it's a very common thing. I have
1: no time. So where do you find time? How do you make time? Well, the fact that her loved one is a truck driver, he's got a lot of time on the road. And so is there – I know that there are plenty of apps yeah. out there. Like audiobooks Audio, or well, – like, even
0: version has like – the Bible was read and stuff like the Bible project. Lots of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's lots of.
1: Yeah. I don't think you have an audio book in the Bible in 52 I weeks. I do from not now. have an audio book in there. Yeah. But there are, there again. There, there's so many resources. Yeah, totally. out And there. we're for
0: all those. We we yeah. if, if there's so but but okay. So so definitely the audio book idea and and actually I should say Courtney sent that over the text to me a reminder that there are audio books. Yeah. I'm not an audio book person. I've got a friend who's trying to get me to be into audio books. Um. So so but we do want still people to spend some time. With their Bible in prayer, and some people, you know, I don't, I don't have time. So, uh, how 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 would you encourage someone to make some time for something like that? Because again, that's you got to find a priority. And if they did the Bible fifty-two weeks for men, it would be a, it's not thirty minutes a day; it's a few minutes each day. It, so, how do you start? How do you say find five minutes a day?
1: Well, and again, what I even say at the early part of the book in terms of the introduction, I know that men aren't readers, and so. While I would encourage you to get uh, with a physical Bible, open it up and read it. I do say, hey, you drive, and you're in the car. Will Will you just listen to it audio wise? Oh, yet? you could listen to that passage. Yeah. You can listen to that pa- passage, yeah. yeah, in an audio way. And then again, that's the reason why the commentary sections are very short right. because, again, we we understand the demographic that we're targeting that that but you know the majority of them aren't readers or like to read things and so it's uh, written in a very simple language um, and you wrote a yeah. book
0: for people who don't like to read things this is like the man <laughs> who sold shoes to people to, you who did like to wear shoes <laughs> no but i think it's true but i think yeah. it's necessary i mean yeah. the word of god inerrant, inspired empowered is intended for us to engage now we can read through audio books we can read through Yeah, you know, there are people around the world who, who can't read at all and yet they would people would read to them or we'd listen to the
1: passage engaging the word of god matters that's one of the reasons i'm thankful you wrote the book well yeah and that's and if you and not not to be super spiritual here but when you look at the culture in which the bible was written it was in it was an orator um kind of culture where they they recited scripture not everybody had a copy of god's word so you you had to listen to it be be read and so it's okay for men if you're driving or you're walking or you exercise, then just take a few moments and listen to the passage. Okay. So last last words um, from you on this topic.
0: How might we encourage men to engage the scriptures? Again, I would encourage you to use the Bible in 52 weeks for men. What are some ways to start that conversation at the end of the year? At the end of the year,
1: I would encourage people uh, through whether it's a text, whether it's a gift, whether it's just a word of encouragement to engage themselves in Bible reading and then actually even provide them a way to do it. Like basically do all of the heavy lifting for them where all they have to do basically is plug and play, whether it's to read a book, whether it's listening to a scripture passage or whether it's listening to a podcast. Making it easy. Making it making easy. Making it easy. Do, do I do all love the work it. for them All right. So the Bible
0: in 52 Weeks for Men, a year-long Bible study. Dr. Josh Laxton, pastor of Northland Church here in Orlando, where it is going to be in the 60s today. I'm not bitter. Yes, I am. Uh, let me thank that Josh. And I've already mentioned Karen Hendren, our producer, Courtney Young, our engineer, Charles on the Phones. Tune in next week, Dr. Tim Larson. He wrote the book, The Oxford Handbook on Christmas. We're going to dive into the traditions and meaning of the special day. Trillian Newbell the week after that, ending out the year. Here at today's program, again, go to MoodyRadio.com or the Moody Radio app. Thanks
2: for listening. Ed Stetzer Live. We appreciate your time. See you next week.